Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Studying my peers for now. Should I make a dance and snap thumbs? Fast high hats, 808 back drums. Are we selling our souls for 32 pieces of gold? If it's lacking the soul, how can it remain whole? We make music for stripper poles, but no music to think. That's the short-term money that we put in the bank. But the drama's going backwards. I see devolution instead of evolution. This is soul prostitution. The children are fumbling. Even got the elders encouraging, mumbling. Watching them stumbling. Day after day is so humbling. Meanwhile, our stock has been plummeting. And they telling me I need to sound like these other niggas. Grown-ass men trying to sound like the younger niggas used to have balance. Back in the days, we had talent. Trying to be original was the challenge. Now all these niggas sound the same. And all the beats pound the same. Same cadence, same drums, all that shit sounded lame. 20 niggas trying to sound like Future. And I love rocking Future, but that style is for Future. Think you niggas need a different producer. Hope that bullshit crash your computer. Ain't nothing cool about being a loser. Peace, brothers and sisters. You are tuned into the Gospel of Malcolm X podcast. I am your host, Brother Eric. And once again, it is a pleasure to be before you. Um, Today's episode should be a pretty interesting one. I told you that the Nation of Islam made a response regarding um, the attack that took place on the Capitol. Then um, I would follow up and let you guys know about the response. Um, in In the last episode that we did, I was very careful not to say that this person was a quote unquote member of the nation of Islam. And I knew that the nation of Islam would make that distinction. However, based off of the social media of this person, Noah green and the comments that he's made about, uh, Elijah Muhammad being the exalted Christ and Farrakhan being his Jesus and redeemer. We can tell that this person is a follower or has been influenced by the teachings, heavily influenced by the teachings of the nation of Islam um, and Elijah Muhammad and Farrakhan, etc. Um, and so uh, if you haven't checked out the last episode, go back and check that one out and just kind of s- listen to uh, that podcast. So you can catch up with today's podcast in terms of what's going on, because we read that young man's social media and read the things that he was saying about how the nation of Islam was responsible for his ex- for his success, excuse me. And 
just giving a lot of credit to the nation of Islam and how the teachings changed his life and how he wouldn't be uh, who he is or where he is today if it hadn't been for those teachings. What I want to say before I get into the nation of Islam's response, had that young man just been a success story and not um, did what took place at the Capitol uh, last week, had he just been a success story claiming the teachings of the nation of Islam um, as a part of that success, the nation of Islam would have cheered him on and championed him on and took the accountability and, and responsibility for what their teachings did in his life because this young man in this instance is not a success story. And because this is, um, an incident, which is a, a sad incident, tragic incident, they aren't really taking the same accountability that they would take. If this was a success story, they're not taking accountability for the impact that their teachings could have on people. So I'm going to get into their response. I do want to preface this by saying that to me, just reading the response, it sounds like it was written mostly by Ishmael Muhammad, if not solely by Ishmael Muhammad. So I wanted to do, um, just a kind of quick overview on who Ishmael Muhammad is. Um, I played clips from Ishmael Muhammad on this podcast before in terms of this was the guy that Farrakhan had speak, be the anchor speaker or the lead speaker at Savior's Day this year. And not only did he uh, do that this year, but there was a previous Savior's Day where Farrakhan or it wasn't a Savior's Day, but there was a previous, I want to say, um, Million Man March or some type of convention where Farrakhan was unable to speak due to the fact that he was ill. I think he had had a heart attack at this time, even though it wasn't publicly announced. But in Farrakhan's absence in this 2013 convention, he chose Ishmael Muhammad to speak. And uh, Farrakhan did not speak this year at the 2021 uh, Savior's Day. And I mean, he, he spoke, but he didn't lead. He wasn't the lead speaker. He had Ishmael Muhammad do the leading um, Savior's Day uh, speaking. And then he just kind of followed up uh, with Ishmael Muhammad and made some corrections, as you heard on that previous podcast that we did about Farad. Um, so Ishmael Muhammad is the son of Elijah Muhammad and Tanetta Muhammad, which was one of the young ladies that Elijah Muhammad uh, had children with outside of his marriage. You will hear her you will hear Tanetta Muhammad referred to as Mother Muhammad within Farrakhan's brand of the Nation of Islam. In the original Nation of Islam, um, that was not so. The only person that was recognized officially as Elijah Muhammad's wife was his actual legal wife, Clara Muhammad. However, um, when Farrakhan restarted his brand of the Nation of Islam, I think it was in the year 1981, he began to lie and begin to refer to these women as Elijah Muhammad's wives. And he even had them participate uh, in these lies. However, a lot of the original uh, members of the original nation of Islam, as much as many of them are despicable, uh, not that every member of the original nation of Islam is despicable. Let me correct that. Even some of the ones that are, most hateful towards Malcolm because there were a lot of uh, well-meaning people in the nation of Islam during the first resurrection 
And I'm sure there are some well-meaning good people in the nation of Islam today. So I don't want anyone to think that I think that the people in the nation of Islam are despicable. There's a lot of um, sharp, intelligent, well-dressed, well-mannered, courteous, polite members of the nation of Islam who are unfortunately members of a cult and subject to cult teachings and cult theology and philosophies, etc. However, there are good people in there. But what I was referencing is that even despicable people like uh, Captain Yusuf Shah and John Ali even admit that Farrakhan never had wives, that these women were basically his side, not Farrakhan, Elijah Muhammad never had wives. And that these women were basically Elijah Muhammad's side chicks or as Muhammad Ali's second wife recently just said that these women were his hoes. He only had one wife and that was Clara Muhammad. And that's the only wife he ever claimed. And he never claimed to have wives. This is a part of the Farrakhan mythology that was created really in the eighties. And ironically enough, Malcolm X actually warned um, that they could potentially go with a lie about these women being wives. He actually, there's audio of him saying that I wish I knew where to track it down. Unfortunately, um, I don't have the audio to play for you, but I have heard uh, Malcolm X upon leaving the nation of Islam say, hey, they could potentially refer to these women as wives um, down the road. So he warned us about that. But even despicable people like John Ali, Captain Yusuf Shah will tell you that Farrakhan is lying, that these women were never um, Elijah Muhammad's wives. They were basically uh, his side chicks or his hoes as uh, Muhammad Ali's second wife um, once said actually recently said um, so Ishmael Muhammad is the son of Elijah Muhammad and, and Tanada Muhammad I don't want to use the word illegitimate son because even though people make uh, illegitimate actions I don't feel like any child is a illegitimate child so i don't want to call him elijah muhammad's illegitimate son but he was a son that elijah muhammad had outside of his marriage and he had four children with tanetta muhammad um and he seems ishmael muhammad also he just seems to be um farrakhan's guy this is farrakhan's guy his chief assistant and um just kind of the language in this the way me reading it and having heard Ishmael speak a few times, to me, it just kind of sounds like his voice. But I could be totally uh, wrong in that. Um, I don't think he signed off on it as it being him. This is just the official statement of the Nation of Islam uh, on the uh, capital assault. All right. So this was uh, you can go and find this yourself at NOI.org. Um, you, you just go there and uh, it's literally called the Nation of Islam's official statement on the u.s capitol um on the u.s capitol assault rather all right so here we go in the name of allah the beneficent the merciful april 6 2021 brothers and sisters of the black community members of the press and the american people we have prepared this statement to answer some of the many inquiries that we have had over the last few days about mr noah green naturally we like most of you were disturbed watching the news of an assault on the U.S. Capitol where one police officer was killed and one was injured and Mr. Green was killed. We speak on behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, 
the members of his family, all of the registered members of the nation of Islam and all people of goodwill everywhere in that we are in sympathy with the victims of this tragedy and we are in sympathy with the families of these victims. And we like you can only offer them condolences and our deepest sympathy for their loss. Our prayers are full. Um, I'm sorry. Our prayers are for the full recovery of the officer who was injured. The nation of Islam has no history of violence against the government, federal, state and local law enforcement are all aware of our history. Now, I agree with them on that. We'll talk about that later. I'll repeat that line that I agree with them on. The nation of Islam has no history of violence against the government. Federal, state and local law enforcement are all aware of our history. We have held four national marches, including the historic 1995 Million Man March, which we know to be one of the largest gatherings in the history of the United States of America and the most peaceful on the U.S. Capitol grounds. We had a good working relationship with the United States Capitol Police during each of these historic events. It is being reported that Noah Green was a quote unquote follower of the Nation of Islam. This young man, Noah Green, we believe may have attended our Savior's Day convention in Detroit, Michigan in February of 2021. In March of 2021, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we closed our mosque and began conducting meetings and classes remotely. A search of our records indicates Noah Green was not a registered member of the Nation of Islam. It appears that in late summer, August, um, August and September of 2021, he started the process to begin his study to become a member, but he did not complete the process. He did make a donation to the Savior's Day gift. Every year, the followers and supporters make a charitable donation to the Nation of Islam Savior's Day gift charity. Every donor who makes a donation of 1000 or more is issued a certificate of completion. This certificate does not establish that the donor is a member in good standing in the Nation of Islam. Mr. Noah Green alleged use of an automobile as a weapon and alleged possession of a knife as reported violates our teachings. We absolutely disavow this act that resulted in the senseless loss of life. It is shocking for us to learn that someone who was attempting to be a part of our ranks may have been involved in something as tragic as this. But we respectfully say to the members of the media and to the American people, Timothy McVeigh confessed that he was a Christian, but nobody blames the church for his misconduct. No one would blame Jesus or their pastor for an unlawful and immoral behavior that is contrary to the teachings of Jesus. You have criminals, people that do horrific things, but we never know their religion. It is not important because religion does not teach criminal behavior. Criminal behavior is an aberration. Criminal behavior is a violation. Criminal behavior is absolute rebellion towards what God teaches through the mouth of his prophets. When thousands of American citizens engaged in an attempt, when thousands of American citizens engaged in an attempted insurrection, attacking the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, resulting in the deaths of five persons and injuring many, 
the news media did not question what their religion was. Nowhere in the teachings of Islam, nowhere in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, could we countenance any man taking the life of an innocent human being. For us, human life is sacred, and the violation of human life is a violation of God himself because he is the giver of life and he's the ultimate cause of death and he doesn't give us the right to kill innocent people that is against our law we are taught quote to never be the aggressor in in word or deed end quote for Allah God hates aggression and is not with the aggressor this is our teaching in fact all of us who are members of the nation of Islam have been instructed not to carry any weapons, not so much as a pen knife, not on our persons, not in our homes. We do not rely on weapons of war to defend us. We rely on belief and our, uh, and our faith in Allah, God. We condemn the wicked mischaracterization of some media reports trying to tie this tragic incident to the teachings of the nation of Islam and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and all people of good will and should do the same. So most of us like you are questioning why this young man allegedly, uh, why would this young man allegedly do such an act? If he did, what happened to him? What caused this? The family released a statement published in the Washington post saying of Noah green he, quote, was not a terrorist by any means, end quote. He had been studying for his master's degree, his master's degree in business administration, but had also suffered from depression and potential mental illness. It has also been reported in an article from CNN that he shared on social media, quote, I have suffered multiple home break ins, food poisoning, assaults and unauthorized operations in the hospital and mind control, end quote. This young man has struggled in his early life, but overcame much as a student to graduate with a degree in finance. He had a wonderful, noble idea to help black and brown people through his knowledge in finance. Quote, I am sure Minister Farrakhan states had um, he been blessed to come through the crisis that he was going through, he would have been a star in the mission of the resurrection of our people. We need to know what happened to our brother, end quote. So research is continuing and what happened to this young man. And we cannot rest until we find out what caused him to take a turn like this. We are saddened by the loss of this brother with such great potential. With heavy hearts, we offer sympathy and condolences to his mother, family, uh, his mother, father, family and friends. All right. So that is the Nation of Islam statement uh, regarding this incident. Um, I do want to speak on a few things. I do want to speak on a few things. I'll go back to the, the first place I stopped at. The Nation of Islam has no history of violence against the government, federal, state and local law enforcement are all aware of our history. I agree with that. So history of violence against the black community. but definitely not ever against the government. There's something else I want to comment on that was said here. Nowhere in the teachings of Islam, 
Nowhere in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad could we countenance any man taking the life of an innocent human being. For us, human life is sacred, and the violation of human life is a violation of God himself, because he's the giver of life, and he's the ultimate cause of death, but he doesn't give us the right to kill people. This is against our law. So with that in mind, I want to go to the Nation of Islam's Supreme Wisdom book. Now, this is a question and answer book. The questions, of course, are written by Farad Muhammad. And the answers in this particular passage are being given by Elijah Muhammad. So this is, I believe, question 10. And so it states, why does Muhammad and any Muslim murder the devil? What is the duty of each Muslim in regards to four devils? What reward does a Muslim receive by presenting four devils at one time? Answer. Because he is 100% wicked and will not keep and obey the laws of Islam. His ways and actions are like a snake of the grafted type. So Muhammad learned that he could not reform the devils. So they had to be murdered. All Muslims will murder the devil because they know he is a snake. And also, if he be allowed to live, he would sting someone else. Each Muslim is required to bring four devils. And by bringing and presenting four at one time, his reward is a button to wear on the lapel of his coat. Also, a free transportation in the holy city of Mecca to see brother Muhammad. So here we have the nation of it. This is original nation of Islam lessons here. And it is brother Muhammad. Why does brother Muhammad, the question, why does brother Muhammad and any Muslim murder the devil? So this is, you know, kind of going back into original nation of Islam teachings. All right. So I'm going to go back into the lessons and clarify who the devil is according to nation of Islam's philosophy. Lesson one, question one, who is the original man? The original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet earth, God of the universe. Who is the colored man? The colored man is the Caucasian man, the white man, Yakub's grafted devil, the skunk of the planet Earth. So if you go back into the lesson, it tells you kind of who these devils are and that you should be going to kill four of them. And this is how you get your reward. The interesting thing about this being a part of the teachings of the Nation of Islam, as it is mentioned, they never have been a threat to the government or had any uh, conflict um, with the government besides anything that Malcolm X was getting ready to lead. Like when Malcolm X had the Hinton Johnson incident in Harlem and also when Malcolm X was about to put some boots on the ground in Los Angeles. These are the only two times I know of. of there's other little skirmishes that took place, but. As they stated, this is not a group that's looking for any 
um, anti-government conflict. They're looking to make money, teach theology, and basically go throughout the day-in-day business of running a cult. Um, it's not a revolutionary organization. It's a religious organization. And at times, when you look at instances of what happened to Malcolm and Khalid Muhammad, not only was it a not a revolutionary organization, it was an anti-revolutionary organization in a lot of those instances, especially when we're looking at their involvement in the role that they played in the assassination of Malcolm X. Interesting enough to me is that they would have these teachings about killing four devils, etc. And they are responsible for a lot of black murder. As we mentioned last week with the Hanafi murders, men coming down from Philadelphia to D.C. to murder a whole family, including a newborn baby that was like nine or ten days old and a 10 year old and women and men. They just killed everybody, even the babies, as they said, because the babies might have the seed of the devil. So we know that Noah Green um, was influenced by these teachings. Because we have. Um, his social media posts and the things that he was saying. Now they mentioned things like Timothy McVeigh and other terrorist attacks, etc. The the difference is these people aren't really on social media banging their religion, so to speak, saying, "Hey, Elijah Muhammad is the Christ." With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farrakhan is Jesus, etc. Whenever that happens, the government will generally investigate it that way. If, if a person... Even if it was the whitest cult, if a person is making social media posts saying, hey, um, this white man is God and save white people, etc. And then they go and they commit a terrorist act. Generally, the government will investigate them the same way they would investigate a black group or at least the the news coverage, the media, because the government really hasn't been investigating the nation of Islam behind this, at least not openly. They haven't said that they've been looking into it or anything. And this is not the first time that this has happened. I even heard the DC sniper was a member of the nation of Islam. The nation of Islam did not receive any government heat behind it, but we'll just say the media heat because that's, who's really been giving them heat, not the government. And I find it interesting that the government has really no interest in the nation of Islam as a terrorist organization. I think the government is well aware that this is a religious group. They don't want no smoke. They have a paramilitary organization that's made to essentially protect the leaders of the organization. Meaning uh, if a minister is speaking, he won't be attacked. If Louis Farrakhan is speaking, he won't be attacked or Ishmael or whoever is if there won't be any. Um, misconduct in a nation of Islam um, meeting or building or whatever. They have a strong security force, but it's really, we really should probably even stop calling it a paramilitary organization. It's just basically like their temple security. 
that's where they do most of their security, their temple security. And um, because you can't really be a paramilitary organization because remember, according to the statement they released today, um, they can't carry more than, a, they can't even carry a pen knife. So you definitely can't be a paramilitary organization, but their temple security to help protect um, the temple's uh, leader or the mosque, the mosque, the leader of the mosque or the minister of the mosque, and probably also help to keep an established order within the mosque. There's something else that he said in here that I want to address as well. Oh, he was talking about the Timothy convey confessed that he was a Christian, but nobody blames the church for his misconduct. If Timothy McVeigh was a part of a Christian cult that had a Christian cult leader, etc., they would look into that. They would people would want to know. The media would want to know, hey, this is the cult. Jim Jones was essentially running a Christian cult. It's one of the most famous cult stories. People look into it. And so this is what the Nation of Islam, this is Farrakhan's tactic. Instead of taking it higher or taking accountability for wrong action, he'll go into comparing the action to lower action to make it seem more common. So for instance, in this case, let's just say they said, well, maybe uh, Mr. Green misunderstood our teachings um, or these teachings that he got a hold of were misused and they influenced him in a negative way, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of going there, he makes the comparison to Christian cults, et cetera. Last week, um, not Christian cults, but uh, a Christian serial killer or terrorist or whatever you said last week. Um, when, when we were listening about the Hanafi murders and all of the people that were murdered in the Hanafi murders, you had a, a person from the nation of Islam say, Hey, we don't take any responsibility for the Hanafi murders. Just like a person in the Catholic church doesn't take responsibility for the priest and the church leadership molesting a bunch of boys. This is kind of like the tactic. It's like a deflection tactic. Instead of taking accountability for the issue that's at hand, they just deflect into something else lower that takes place in society and say, hey, we're not as bad as this, or they also have this going on. And so they try to normalize their wicked behavior. And this is something that uh, if you go back and listen to uh, the podcast episode called, called um, The Lies and Deceit of Louis Farrakhan, where basically when he was interviewing with Sway and Sway was asking him about um, Elijah Muhammad's illegitimate children, not illegitimate children. Oh, gosh, I hate that term. His uh, his affairs and the children that he had outside of uh, his affairs. Um, the first thing that Farrakhan said was, hey, many of you have girlfriends that you don't claim as wives. Elijah Muhammad was claiming these women as wives, which was a blatant lie. He wasn't claiming them, claiming them as wives. Matter of fact, they were kicked out the nation of Islam on charges of fornication and they were fornicating with him. Imagine you sleeping with young girls, getting them pregnant. They show up pregnant and you're the father. Nobody is taking accountability for who the father is. They're not calling you out for being the father. And then you're getting these girls suspended or you're kicking them out of the nation of Islam rather on charges of fornication. And you're the one that's fornicating with them. 
so this is also a part of what pissed Malcolm off so much with Elijah. It wasn't only the sleeping around and stuff that was against the nation of Islam tenants. It was the dishonesty and the cover up that Elijah Muhammad was participating in afterwards. And he was willing to do anything up until up into, you know, as high as murder in terms of the cover up game with this. Um, but back to my original point, this is a deflection tactic that we've seen Farrakhan use. And now if he's not using it in this sense, the nation of Islam as a whole is uh, using this tactic. So I'm going to play a clip of someone um, of an incident that took place, believe in San Francisco, of someone actually uh, taking this four devils philosophy and putting it into play. I want to say also before I play this clip as well, this four devils thing also played a role in the Hebrew Israelite cult of the um, the nation of Yahweh. Yah Yahweh bin Yahweh was a member of um, the nation of Islam in the 70s. I believe it was he may have joined in the 60s and then I think he may have left in the 70s. I think he joined around the same time that Malcolm was there. And he had a certain look. This was a light skinned man. He had a certain type of eyes, etc. This is the kind of people that Elijah Muhammad liked to uh, make ministers. I guess for psychological reasons, he felt at the time that um, light skin was more appealing to our people. So he had a habit of making light skinned people uh, ministers, whether um, that's a coincidence or not. Um, we can't say for sure, but this is an allegation that has been said when you look at ministers like Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan, etc. Not the most dark complected human beings, not that that takes away from Malcolm X's um, brilliance, um, but it is what it is. I'm not the most dark skinned fellow myself. Um, so Yahweh bin Yahweh um, becomes a minister in the nation of Islam. He actually is the head of the Atlanta temple. Some crazy stuff happens. Some allegations comes against him that he was stealing money and basically sleeping with children, etc. And he gets out of town and eventually he starts up a couple other organizations that kind of fold. And then eventually he starts the Yahweh bin Yahweh cult. And uh, he had just become a master at a lot of this stuff because he learned um, basically how to be a cult leader from his time in the nation of Islam. And um, there was also some ritual sacrificing and things that was going on um, in the Yahweh bin Yahweh cult. So this, um, this tree has many branches and has bore a lot of fruit and is not just the nation of Islam. There are other cult leaders that were inspired by the nation of Islam that left and formed other cults, which harm people. So it goes beyond, um, you know, just what happens in the nation and people having psychotic episodes and ritual sacrifice, etc. Um, a lot of this stuff has branched off and influenced other people and other cults, even of different religions. So you went from a Muslim cult to a Hebrew cult. Um, so I'm going to play a little clip of um, this incident. I think there's something for me to read to you. And then we'll go out, we'll get out of here and conclude the show. 
Some of the so-called psychotic thoughts from Fresno's racist killing spree suspect, Corey Muhammad, are actually just well-accepted beliefs within his religion. Action News anchor Corin Harger joins us now from the newsroom with a disturbing reason an expert says the suspect may have stopped after killing four people. Corin? Liz, the defendant embraced a religious mixture of voodoo and the nation of Islam, which includes in its theology some of the exact elements two psychiatrists used to determine he was delusional and psychotic. Carl Williams died first, gunned down while working security at Motel 6. Six days later, Zach Randalls was shot in his PG&E truck, then Mark Gassett and David Jackson in a downtown Fresno shooting spree lasting just a few minutes. Four men killed, one suspect arrested and charged with a horrible hate crime. But by the tenets of his Nation of Islam faith, he's not a villain. He's a hero because of the number four. Each Muslim is required to bring four devils, and by bringing and presenting four at one time, his reward is a button to wear on the lapel of his coat. Also, a, f a free transportation to the Holy City. Department of Corrections investigator Brian Bishop says the defendant's belief system may sound like conspiracy theories, but it's openly discussed and accepted in the Nation of Islam. He says many members believe they're 67 trillion years old, and a mothership or mother wheel will eventually come to Earth to exact revenge on white devils or skunks. They also believe that they can um, control or manipulate um, weather patterns, things of that nature. Two psychiatrists who found the defendant incompetent to stand trial cited these very beliefs as paranoid delusions and part of the basis for believing he suffered from a psychotic disorder, either schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. Not all of what appear to be delusions uh, in Mr. Muhammad, and a delusion is a fixed and false belief, are symptoms of his schizophrenia. Many of them are considered legitimate elements of the theology of the nation of Islam. That last opinion comes from a psychologist who's also analyzed several high-profile criminals, including John Hinckley Jr., who shot President Ronald Reagan. Coming up on Action News at 6.30, his thoughts on how the defendant may have tricked psychiatrists into believing he was incompetent. From the newsroom, Corin Hoggart, ABC 30, Action News. All right, so you have that there in terms of um, look at this human. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. You have that there in terms of this guy who was viewed as uh, insane by psychiatrists, but when you look at the things that he was saying um, to the psychiatrist, uh, the psychiatrist that uh, made people think. That, that made the psychiatrist think that this guy has a mental issue. Many of these things are normal teachings of the nation. Of, they're just a part of everyday nation of Islam teaching, at least the lessons. They don't really focus on the lessons a whole lot, um, at least not as much as they used to probably in the early days. So them saying that it's taught freely in the temple. Yeah, it's taught in the temple. They have the lessons in there, but they don't focus on the lessons a whole lot. I would say that a lot of these members, oh, I guess you have to memorize the lessons. So I guess that is somewhat true. Um, I don't hear him talk about it a lot, but I could be wrong because you have to memorize these lessons in order to pass um, into certain classes, etc. So memorization of these lessons is um, kind of a, a thing. Um, 
So this is just another instance of somebody that got a hold of these teachings um, and they went on a killing spree. Um, this person actually killed like four white people or four people that would appear white um, based off of these teachings. Unlike in the Nation of Islam history where they normally are killing black people, this person took the lessons quite literally and began killing white people. I want to add on some things that was in this article um, that may not have been played when I played the, um, the audio. Not all of what appeared to be delusions in Mr. Muhammad and a delusion is a fixed and false belief are symptoms of his schizophrenia, said Dr. John Malloy, a forensic psychologist. Many of them are considered legitimate elements of the theology of the nation of Islam. Malloy has also analyzed several high profile criminals, including John Hinckley Jr., who shot President Ronald Reagan and Polly class killer Richard Allen Davis. Last year, he added Fresno's racist killing spree suspect to his list. It says Bishop was unfamiliar with the Kali Sufi branch of the Nation of Islam the defendant claimed to have created. Bishop says the mother will can sound conspiratorial, but is openly discussed and well accepted within the Nation of Islam. That's true. Uh, quote, he does have a diagnosis of schizophrenia and he has been chronically um, schizophrenic, Dr. Melroy said, agreeing with the two court appointed psychiatrists who said that the defendant is mentally ill. But prosecutors have argued that the suspect is still competent to stand trial. They say that he has had lucid conversations away from doctors and he understands the court process as when he discussed the possible consequences uh, of his crime in jail phone calls. Quote, did he talk about the prospect that he could face a death penalty in this case? Prosecutor Brian Hutchinson asked a Fresno County District Attorney investigator who reviewed 74 of the defendant's phone calls from jail quote yes he talked about uh that multiple times end quote on the issue of competence dr melroy uh different from the psychiatrist it's very clear to me that mr muhammad is competent to stand trial he said dr melroy said that the defendant suffers from delusions but not all of them are symptoms of his schizophrenia many of them are fundamental beliefs of the nation of islam faith like his claim that he's 67 children years old and he could control the weather. But Dr. Melroy says the suspect knows how to combine his religion and his illness to make people believe what he wants them to believe. Although Mr. Muhammad does have a major mental disorder, he is able to deliberately use symptoms of that disorder, which are real, namely delusions and hallucinations to uh, impression manage depending on who he's talking to. Testimony in the case should wrap up Thursday uh, when the judge will decide whether the defendant is mentally competent to stand trial. So I believe that what happened was ultimately it was determined that he was mentally competent to stand trial and he was eventually sentenced to life, etc. And he kind of carried on and had to be carried out of the courtroom. Um, the families, of course, were hurt um, in these incidents. And uh, he basically said that he couldn't sit and listen to them talk because he would have outbursts. And uh, he just came back when it was his time to talk. He didn't have to listen to them. And he just began to kind of spill off his own stuff that 
I guess you could argue is Nation of Islam related. So that just once again, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, um, just shows you how far reaching these teachings are. Where you have other people starting other cults with this stuff in it. And then you have people that are still using these Nation of Islam teachings. Um, and it's either making them mental ill or is contributing to their mental illness in a point where they would act out in this manner. Um, Charles 37X, um, who some refer to as a bodyguard of Malcolm X, talked about back in the day he would be driving around and people would say, hey, look in the sky. They would look at a plane in the sky and they would say, that's the mother plane. And they would think that a war was about to break out and that the end times were coming because a simple aircraft that was in the sky, they would take that and look, look at that as a mother plane. And he also talked about many people ending up in mental institutions behind these teachings. And it's not just these guys who we see here um, may have needed to be in mental institutions, but there's other instances going back from the thirties when this stuff started that we don't know about um, as much, but people ended up in mental institutions. Um, and it was said, I think in one of Omar Shabazz's documentaries that even when uh, Robert Kareem committed his ritual sacrifice murder in 1932, when Yugan Ali and Farad, and Farad Muhammad were originally captured, they were put in straitjackets for like mental evaluation, etc. So there is a connection here between the nation of Islam's lessons and ritual sacrifice and mental illness. And I think that that's something that, you know, the nation of Islam, its leadership needs to look into and hold itself accountable for. There's too much history here for there to be plausible denial. Plausible denial is out of the window. I haven't even discussed some of the other stuff um, involved here. So there's no plausible denial with this stuff. These teachings throughout its history have contributed to some crazy shit. They've contributed to some crazy shit. And the honest thing for the nation of Islam to do is not to just deflect and say, Hey, look at what these guys are doing. They're Christians or this guy was a serial killer. Nobody's asking what his religion is. The problem is these people are banging this philosophy in their psychotic episodes. Most of your uh, other people who, who, who they name like Timothy McVeigh, et cetera. I don't know, know him to be necessarily banging his Christian ph philosophy in the same manner um, as these guys were banging Louis Farrakhan, Elijah Muhammad, or just the teachings of the lessons. So that's a, an important distinguishment and also just the history of um, the many, many outbursts that this has led to going all the way back to 1932 with Robert Kareem being one trying to make a sacrifice as it was said in the lessons. And not only are, are these lessons that we have here uh, causing so much issue, I believe that there were other lessons that Elijah Muhammad took out of circulation. I believe it was more than just these one or two lessons um, that they 
read up, read out and memorize now with, you know, Farad Muhammad's questions and Elijah Muhammad's answers. Um, I believe there were more in circulation. And at some point after Farad's disappearance, when Elijah took over and realizing how dangerous these teachings could be to the continuation of his cult, um, he took a lot of that stuff out of circulation and began to kind of alter a lot of things. This is when he began to deify Fard Muhammad, etc., And he met a lot of heat behind this as well. Um, because there are many people that felt like Elijah wasn't supposed to be teaching these teachings or that he was altering the teachings and basically putting forth something that was an altered version of what Farad Muhammad was originally teaching, which he did. He, he put his own spin on it. And Farrakhan did the same thing, took Elijah Muhammad's and Farad Muhammad's teachings and put his own spin on it as well. And this is what the subsequent, the subsequent cult leaders will do as well. They'll take the teachings and put their own spin on it. So once again, brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for listening. Uh, continue to uh, share the show and support the show. Peace and love. One. When will hip hop be 30 years from now? I guess I should keep studying my peers for now. Should I make a dance and snap thumbs? Fast high hats, 808 back drums. Are we selling our souls for 32 pieces of gold? If it's lacking the soul, how can it remain whole? We make music for stripper poles, but no music to think. That's the short-term money that we put in the bank But the drama's going backwards I see devolution instead of evolution This is soul prostitution The children are fumbling Even got the elders in carriage and mumbling Watching them stumbling Day after day is so humbling Meanwhile our stock has been plummeting And they telling me I need to sound like these other niggas Grown ass men trying to sound like the younger niggas used to have balance. Back in the days, we had talent. Trying to be original was the challenge. Now all these niggas sound the same, and all the beats pound the same. Same cadence, same drums, all that shit sounded lame. 20 niggas trying to sound like Future, and I love rocking Future, but that style is for Future. Think you niggas need a different producer. Hope that bullshit crash your computer. Ain't nothing cool about being a loser.